Hello, viewers and listeners. This is Big Law, and welcome to Locked On Virginia, your first place to come to get your Wahoo fix every day as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The date is 12-2-2022. And of course, on Fridays, I have my buddy, partner in crime, Casey Pazalia, in the building from Game Virginia Game Day Podcast. How you doing today, Casey? Oh, very good, man. Very happy to uh, be jumping on the podcast today. There's a lot going on in Wahoo Nation, and I'm excited to chop it up. Absolutely. Appreciate you coming on. But uh, to, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, yeah, brother. So, we. Oh, Virginia is full of news all across the uh, the airwaves of uh, sports media. You know, these days, uh, most of it for the tragedy, um, and that's uh, something that we'll touch on a little bit here. But we got some breaking news. We got some breaking news here, and I know you. Uh, you know, you you're there on the grounds uh, at University of Virginia. I'm in and, Charlottesville. Uh, yeah. So go ahead and uh, break some news with us here uh, and uh, inform our viewers uh, what's going on, man. Yeah, so uh, Virginia fans may have found out by now because, you know, it kind of broke earlier on Thursday night here that Brandon Armstrong is officially leaving the University of Virginia as a grad transfer and will seek opportunities elsewhere. Uh, you know, I got it from the athletics. So, you know, I'm in Charlottesville, I'm not at the university specifically, but I did hear about it. And then I called you immediately. Um, and yeah, he, we had mentioned, talked about it earlier in the year that if he had another year or not, and like no one was talking about it except for mm-hmm. you, you right. no one talking about it. And right. uh, as it turns out, he did have that year and mm-hmm. now he's going to use it. Of course, as a grad transfer, you could come back if he doesn't find a fit but I think that he's going to go get himself a bag somewhere from, you know, that he was hoping that he could have gotten last year if he had gone and transferred. So I think he's going right. to go get himself a, a payday from a, a team that's in need of a quarterback, a team that is using that air rate system that he's mm-hmm. proven that he can excel in. And listen, he had a great career at Virginia, gave us a lot of great times. All time new passers. Yeah. I think it's hard for a lot of these players to be in Charlottesville. You know, I, I can understand from the playing perspective of how poorly the season went and from a traumatic pers- uh, perspective. So, of course, we all wish Brennan nothing but the best, and uh, I hope that he does have success moving forward. Well, I, well, I definitely felt it was, you know, just coming out of the situation, just looking at it from above. Mm-hmm. I'm like this. There's gonna be a mass exodus from from this from this team. Um, before anything happened, from the tragedy, before the tragedy happened, there was already kind of a, a lot of turmoil. You know, yeah. a, a lot of um, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to say infighting, but there was just a lot of disagreement going on with every level of the offensive side of the ball. Anyway, the defense was tight. But the offensive side, you know, which was having a lot of the trouble, which is also a, a big more of the focus 
for the head coach and the offensive coordinator. There, there was just so much happening. You know, there's so much talent that was there that was um, that a lot of people felt was mismanaged. I think it's and, a coaching staff issue, right? Like, uh, there's some uh-huh. turmoil within the coaching staff, possibly. Oh yeah. I, I, well, I think to be as bad as they were, there had to be. There had yeah. to be some discord between position coaches to the head coach to the OC. There's, you know, they could not be like even even if they were on the same page, they were they had to have been missing signals somewhere. Yeah, you know what I mean. So there's some type of a discord everywhere. If they were you on know? the same page, they need to switch to a different page. Uh, right, but- and they never got there. They never got yeah. there. Or if they got there, it was just you know. So somebody, somebody somewhere in the staff was just missing it, or even worse, the players weren't getting the message. And and and, and like we talk about Coach Mox, right? The women's mm-hmm. basketball team. She came in immediately, implemented her system. All the ladies bought in day one. Yeah, a lot of the folks, and a lot of the kids never bought in. I'll say this. Coach Mox brought in her coaches too. She came mm-hmm. from Missouri State. She brought Missouri State people with her. Mm-hmm. Coach Elliott, you know, I don't know what the, I'm just using this as an example. He came in and he plucked a million different people from a million different places. It, and sometimes yeah. it helps to bring a system completely in, much like, like Bronco did uh, when he came from BYU. But yeah, I don't know if uh, what the situation is. Do you think Des Kitchings will be the offensive coordinator? Uh, I talked about this before with, um, some of my Southern cities folks. And I'm thinking Carla may have something to say about that. I I would think, listen, the proof is in the pudding. The numbers don't lie. Whatever, uh, analogy you want to use. You went from here to here with the same quarterback and same receiving crew. So it's like, what's going on? I think they'll be, I think they'll, she'll probably say something like, Either you call the plays, Tony. That's what I or, would hope for. Or, or you get rid of Kitchens. You get another offense OC uh, play caller. Yeah. I'm thinking some some kind of conversation like that's going on um, behind the scenes. Uh, yeah. But like like I was saying, to to try to field a team to put all these tragedies behind us and get into next spring spring ball, which is four months away, right? Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. I, you know, to pick, so, up, to, to pick up, it's, I don't know. I don't know how you do it, man. There's going to be some guys who are going to be like, I'm sticking around. I want to rebuild this thing. Mm-hmm. There's going to be, a, I don't know how many percentage, maybe 30, 40% of the guys are going to say, that, I'm not going anywhere. I want to be here. Stick around. There's some guys who are going to be like, it's just different personalities. I don't want to be around that trauma. This mm-hmm. is the craziest year of my life. I'm going to move on. Fresh start. And fresh starts are great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there might be some people who, like, we have to worry about getting some transfers, too. You know what I mean? We're going to have an exodus of players. I, I've, Mass I've exodus. Yeah. And, and, but at the same token, we need to get some players, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Do guys from other schools want to come in here? and help rebuild do guys want to come in here or or they not want to come here because they saw how the offense performed last year Uh, you need to really get the spin going now and be like we're going to write this ship 
I would love to hear that Tony's going to be calling the plays. That would be amazing. That would help write the ship and be like, okay, we've got a, a plan of action now to fix mm-hmm. what happened uh, in 2022. Yeah, for them to uh, for him to get the play calling, we're really I'm really curious about if there's going to be a transfer quarterback. So that would be great. Uh, Cade McNamara just I just saw on my phone got he went to he he was the Michigan quarterback who announced he was going to the transfer portal and he just signed with Iowa so he's off the table. Mm. But Jeff Sims <laughs> is still out there. Um, Blaine Gabbert's brother at Miami of Ohio is a good quarterback who I think would be a great fit. Uh, I think his name is Brett Gar- Brett Gabbert. Mm-hmm. Would be a good good fit. Yeah, there's a. <laughs> You know, and, and I'm I'm still curious as to why we haven't had any Clemson or Clemson-esque players come over. You know what I mean? It's like Dabble kept them all. You know, yeah. I, I'm just surprised that there wasn't more coaches or, excuse me, yeah, more coaches and more players that have come over to uh, with Coach Elliott. You're right. Uh, you see it all the time. You see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim Kim English took the job at George Mason, the basketball uh, program, right? Mm-hmm. And when he took the job at George Mason, a bunch of guys from the – he was an assistant at Tennessee, and a couple of guys from Tennessee came with him to George Mason when he got the job there. So that does happen a lot. Um, mm-hmm. but there, hasn't, there hasn't been many people uh, moving over. And I was talking with someone today. At the quarterback position, we're going to be extremely light next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know we have Jay, of course, who is the inso facto number one right now. But right. they're going to go out and get a transfer, and uh, maybe they can get like a Clemson off, sh- a Clemson, you know, cast off that is looking for more playing time or wants to compete for a starting job. Remember the quarterback? He was at Clemson. He was at Duke. Now he's at App State. Uh, Chase Bryce. Right, Chase Bryce, somebody like a Chase Bryce, you know, someone who's been backing, well, the direct backup to DJU, the the quarterback at Clemson, um, he is a stud, you know, but maybe the third guy, fourth guy on the line, you know, who who maybe has, you know, a a senior or a redshirt junior who's been in that system for a while and knows that I'm never going to jump that rookie, I'm never going to get over DJU and my eligibility is going to dry up. You know, yeah, maybe we go to go to another ACC school, help really help rebuild with my old offensive coordinator who I'm familiar with. I know mm-hmm. the system already. Yeah. You know, dive in with both feet. There's not a lot of competition. You know, maybe he's thinking, yeah. could be thinking that. It could yeah. Happen. I'm interested in seeing if there, if there are any Clemson players that are going to come to the rescue uh, for Coach Elliott as well. But I haven't seen anything, haven't heard anything. Yeah, but, uh, and that's not to say that the recruiting hasn't been uh, great. They're second to last in the ACC, but yeah, has not been that great. So with mass exodus on the way, and recruiting's looking a little light, you know, we got some things to worry about in uh, you know Virginia Nation. BetOnline.net. Is your number one source for sports, betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We always 
we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So yeah, you know, Brennan Armstrong leaving, um, which is just gonna, just the windfall, man. It's, we already had a decommit uh, a couple weeks ago. Yep. And that's the scary part because I get some of the seniors and some of the guys who have already played most of their eligibility out with the lifeblood of your system, which are your, which are your, the youth, the guys who haven't even got here yet, and they start, you know, cutting you off early, not even coming. There's a huge issue going on here, man. There's a huge issue. Well, the good part is that if you're trying to have a silver lining here is the more people Tony has to get, those will be his guys. You know, he will have to have sold them on coming here. He will hopefully have them bought in before they're here. Uh, so, you know, if more people are leaving, that means he has to go get more people. And then the thought would be they'd be bought in before they got here. So, listen, he's going to get a chance. He's going to get some time, especially after the tragedy. You know, Tony's not going anywhere. So, he's going to get some yeah. time. He's going to get a chance to build this thing. So, hopefully he can. And hopefully we can, you know, uh, try and course correct from, from 2022. Well, we'll see. We'll see what's coming up. I like to see what that uh, roster is going to look like. Yeah. Uh, next, ne- next spring, you know. Yep. Next spring is going to be the telltale. So let's talk about uh, women's basketball, man. They talk about a course correct. Yeah. Uh, in a hurry. Yeah. You know, um, 9-0 for the first time in 30 years. Um, I've talked about it some uh, during the week on uh, Locked On, but I want to get your opinion. Um What's the energy like down there in Charlottesville for this I mean, people team? Are, people are excited. Uh, I just spoke with a former JMU uh, player, that women's basketball player today, and you know, we were the first thing we were talking about was Sam Brunel and the UVA women's basketball team. So mm-hmm. that's great to that, that isn't something that would have happened normally. You know, I, I mention it all the time, but Sam has brought a lot of attention to the program, especially locally. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Their, Local girl. Uh, Yep, and she got local girls to commit for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody posted, I think, I don't, I don't want to say it wrong, but somebody posted on Twitter, uh, one of those UVA stats guys, that that Virginia women's has outdrawn Virginia Tech every home game uh, this year. So that says a lot for just fan excitement and, and everything. And, I'm telling you, man, you're right. <laughs> yeah, and Coach Mox, I mean, she came in. She got the culture changed. Culture wins. That's her. That's her motto, right? Culture mm-hmm. wins, and she brought her people. Everyone is excited to. You see these post game celebrations. It's just really exciting. Um, but then, from a basketball perspective, they're getting better shots. They're moving the ball. They're sharing mm-hmm. the ball, which is great. I mean, last year, just from a numbers point of view, they only averaged eleven assists uh, per game and shot thirty six percent from the field. This year they're averaging 17 assists per game and shooting almost 40, almost 44% from the field. So most of the same roster, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people, a lot of carryovers, but it's just goes to show you how a couple of tweaks here and there 
and having a right uh, system in place can make a world of difference. Well, you also, I mean, she brought over some students and, and got a couple of recruits in there as well. Yeah. Um, you know, also one person we didn't get to really see much of who really is starting to blossom as a star, an absolute star is Mira McLean. Who, oh, yeah. Who, who was recruited, uh, I believe she was a five-star recruit out of Kentucky. I mean, excuse me, Connecticut. Came out of, you know, came out of Connecticut, still uh, got the UVA this year, still had three years of eligibility. She had 24 and 13. She's had like um, a double-double, a 20-point double-double the last uh, three games, you know, and she's on her way uh, to I mean, being a stud player. And she has, she, you know, she has an all-around game where she's a, a guard forward-ish and, and she can still distribute. And obviously at her size, she can rebound and still kind of be a, a big guard on the, on the court. She fills up every stat, statistical category on the floor. Uh, 12 points a game, nine and a half rebounds a game, two assists a game, two steals a game. So, yeah, <laughs> she's a complete player. And they have a, a lot of them. They're not necessarily shooting the three ball lights out. They're shooting 28%, but the threes seem to be coming timely, and they have those uh, girls who can get it done on the inside, and they have some size, and they have – uh, Taylor Valaday, I love watching her play. She's just a dog. Yeah, uh, hey, like, I love Taylor on that on, on the at the point. You know, she, she gets she reminds after me it, of man. a tough. She reminds me of another another tough point guard we used to have, who's yeah. uh, who's coaching in South Carolina right now. You she know, is, just she is ag- a aggressive. <laughs> yeah, uh, you got um, then of course uh, Cameron Taylor, who's just the steady down low, rough, rugged rebounding inside player. Of course, Sam yep. Brunel, who plays. Inside and outside, she plays mm-hmm. that high that high post position, and they do a great job of passing the ball around uh, from high to low. Uh, then you got a lot of the ladies on the outside as well who are just learning to share the ball and playing in this Coach Moxa system, which is an up tempo system as well. The girls are putting up a lot of points, man. Yeah, you know, and yeah. nine and zero is is not a fluke. You know, some yeah, people and- think it was a fluke, but it's not. I mean, listen. They beat some some teams who are, you know, like at the UMBCs and George Washingtons, but they beat a Penn State team that had seven wins, and I don't think seven. I think they were yeah, they were undefeated before they played them. So I mean, this is they they're getting it done against some real teams here, and it's nothing to sneeze at. If you haven't seen them play, go see them play. It's, it's the tickets are you know inexpensive. You get great seats. It's an awesome time. Uh, I encourage everyone to get out to uh, UVA basketball, uh, UVA women's basketball. If you want tickets, hit me up. I can get you tickets. Um, yeah, so definitely get out there and see them. It, it, it reminds me of, um, I don't know if you remember ODU basketball when, when they were just like really killing it with Tina Penichero and Mary Andrade. You know, they had a lot of international players, but they were lighting it up down here in Norfolk and they were scoring a lot of points and always in the you know, the Sweet 16 or, or you know, in the tournament, uh, you know, making noise. But uh, ODU women's basketball is a big deal down here. But I kind of get that same feeling uh, from Virginia. And, you know, they're, they're on, they're on uh, people are starting to take notice. They're, they're starting to be on some, uh, some uh, teams' radars as a huge up-and-coming team. I'd like them to be ranked soon. I know that, you know, we're starting to get the calls on Twitter. Rank them. Well, they got a, They had two votes for the AP Top 25, which, they, from what I understood, they haven't had any votes from the AP 25 since 2011. 
They were just so, so far off the radar, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. They won five games last year. They only played a couple games the year before that. So they were just so far off the radar. They're like, you know, it takes a while for them to, to get on the, 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 the board, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I think they have uh, UNC Wilmington next. So I think they're going to get to 10-0. and 0. You know, not disrespecting UNC Wilmington, but I don't think they have the caliber of talent like these girls have at UVA right now. And the momentum that they have for Coach Mox, has these, the way that she has these ladies playing, I just see them going to 10-0. And then, you know, you're getting a little close to conference play, and that's where it'll get sticky. And But we'll see. Yeah, they got they got Duke December 21st, and that would be – that, that, it could be twelve and zero going into Duke on December twenty first, and that and that's the big one. That that'll be yeah. that'll be a knockdown drag out, and we're we may have to. Is that a, when is that? It's on a Sunday. It's on a Wednesday. It's unfortunately in Durham. Oh, but, it's in Durham. We, yeah. Look, you and I may you know you and I are gonna are gonna televise that. You and I yeah. may have to do like a pre show or a, a halftime show for that one. That'd be awesome. We got to plan that. We're gonna do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, we're in on that. So. Now that we talk about the ladies, let's get to the other big show that's going on in Charlottesville. They just, the men's team, they just beat Michigan in the ACC, the last year of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Now, okay, they are 6-0 and are ranked number three. And I said this was a five-leg game stretch that they had. Michigan, number one. Number two is Saturday night. They have Florida State. Number three, they get a chance to get revenge against JMU. Four is the number one team in the nation mm-hmm. coming to Charlottesville. Then, of course, number five is the pesky Miami Hurricanes. So if they can come out of this next, these next five games with maybe one loss or two losses, you're talking about, I mean, they're already at number three. Yeah. You know, Give me your opinion. Tell me what you think about this men's basketball team ranked number three already and with three impressive wins well at at this point i would say the only game that i'm hoping that they should florida state is i don't know i haven't watched them a ton this year but i've been watching their results and they've lost to siena they've lost to stetson they lost to troy they've lost to teams they have no business losing to Mm-hmm. And uh, they fell about 100 spots in the Ken Palm rankings from where they started the year. So mm-hmm. Ken Palm's got Virginia winning by 20. I don't expect the game to be wow. close. Um, they're one and seven. Florida yeah, State's one, one and seven. S- one and eight. One and eight. So I hope we don't uh, make that game close. That's on Saturday at JPJ. Get there. Uh, but that JP that James Madison game is going to be a blast. I'm telling you, man. Revenge, yeah. sir, cold, man. Because yeah. remember, they, they embarrassed UVA beginning of yep. the year last year. That was a good environment. Uh, that place was rocking. And JPJ is going to be rocking, uh, first of all, because UVA has got so much hype right now. And then you're going to get any leftover tickets are going to be bought up by the boys from Harrisonburg. So the place is going to be packed like a Duke game. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a, 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 an a experience worth uh, checking out. Mm-hmm. And then the then we got Houston, which like Houston, you mentioned, man, gosh, that is, top team listen, in the country, number one potentially against number three. Yeah. Now, this early in the year, and everyone has a loss, at least one loss in the ACC. UVA is the only undefeated team left. 
So they're yeah. they're carrying the banner for the ACC right now. And Houston just some throw some numbers at you. They've only allowed one team to score more than fifty five points against them this year. Mm. This is this is a defense that you know. Kevin Sampson. Yep. It's great. It's coach. up there. Uh, ranked number two in defensive efficiency. They they put they the bricks score on too, yet. and they score too. Yeah. <laughs> They put the the clamps down, and it's going to be. Luckily, Virginia's offense is humming right now, but that's going to be a, an all-out drag out, a knockdown drag out fight. Mm-hmm. And then traveling to Miami, we've had some success in recent years, last year especially against Miami. So, you know, we're just riding the wave here. We got a lot of different options, mm-hmm. and but but more importantly, you know, the roster is the core of the roster is the same. And then we've got sprinkles in of, you know, 20 minutes from Ben, uh, 10, 12 minutes from Isaac McNeely. Uh, Poppy some, Faro gets in. Yeah, uh, Ryan Dunn, you know, a new guy jumping in. But we've seen the team that we saw last year take a big jump. Mm-hmm. Kihei Clark gets all this trash talk from pockets of UVA Nation, but he is playing great and – uh, provides a providing a steady hand and and he's not he doesn't have to make every play anymore because Reese has also stepped up his game officially it's, it's, officially. it's Reese's team officially yeah. is Reese's team so you know, now, even though Kihei's the general yeah but whose team it is is Reese's team so so you have Reese making plays sixty percent of the time where Kihei, instead of Kihei having to make plays sixty percent of the time and that mm-hmm. allows Kihei to be sneaky good when mm-hmm. he needs to make three or four drives a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, everyone's playing better. Caden's taking a huge leap. Yes, he has. From from where he's he's been. And before uh, and last, yeah, you said you about to talk about Armand. Yeah, let's talk about Armand. Yeah, and before last game, he had taken a big leap. Yeah. You know, you know, and how he's uh, how he's been playing. I, it kind of scared me though. You know, watching him in that Michigan game because he yeah. was one for. Seven, it looked like last year. Yeah, it looked just like last year. And then also missing those two free throws, it could have iced the game. Man, you know? I thought I thought our free throws have been a problem all year. To be honest, that's like my one pet peeve. I feel like we've – I'm not sure what our percentage is, but I feel like so many times throughout the year I've been like, come on, just make your free throws. Yeah. We're making – you know what it is is we're taking more of them, but we're yeah. missing them. You know, we're one of the top – uh, teams in the nation to get to the foul line, but we're missing those shots. Now we make them. You know we're probably a, beating teams by a lot worse score. But we're seventy two percent from the line, and we could be. And typically, we're a lot better. You know, we're a lot better when you have. We, and we have big men who can shoot free throws. Yeah. So that's pretty bad when we're at seventy two percent and our big men are good for our decent free throw shooters. So yeah, I feel like Jaden's always making one or two, you know, I'm like Cade's been making those cheapies. Yeah. Cade's been making his foul shots, but uh I've seen Kihei miss a few. I've seen Amon miss a few. Reese has never really been a great shooter, period, from anywhere, but except he's starting to show that he has worked on his shot. Oh uh, this, you know, this off season. You know, so yeah. he's showing a complete game. He's hitting he you know, he's only taking a, a three or so a game, but when he's getting it, he's making it. You know, last game he hit that corner three that I think Kihei passed out to him. 
and he mm-hmm. sunk it. Uh, ben had that little explosion there against Michigan where he kind of took over the game towards the end, which was great X factor. To see. He's, he's the yep. X factor. Ben is the yeah. X factor uh, on this team. There, there is, I don't think Tony has ever had a player in recent memory like Ben Vanderplas, a big man who can handle, distribute, shoot, play on the block. He, he can do anything offensively that you need. And Tony threw him to the, you know, threw him to the wolves a little bit uh, last game because he had Ben playing the five, Garden Huck and Hunter Dickinson, mm-hmm. and I'm like. They were mentioning on the he's given up five inches, you know. But that's the second time he's done that because uh, yeah. he did it the game before. They had him playing the five, and, and it gave the team more versatility. That means that all five players are a threat offensively. But they did the same thing to Ben, had him playing that five, and um, and Jaden playing the four. So you know, it, it's just great because that just gives. Him ultimate versatility. Then you still have Poppy and Caden on the floor, and you know we've got so many different ways to go. If you want right. to be, if you want to be tough, we can put Poppy out there. We can put Kayden. a guy like Tane out there, who's who's tough guy and guard mm-hmm. on the wing and be tough. Reese uh, and Reese, yeah. the top defender in the you know. In, Him in, and Kihei are like yep. great on ball defenders on the perimeter. Um, McNeely is gonna have games where he gets hot. Uh, he hasn't been getting as many minutes as he was, but it's not when the games are that hot. Like the stage is a little too big for him in these at Michigan. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. a big, big stage. It's a tough atmosphere. It was great to see them get that road win because mm-hmm. that's one thing we hadn't had yet this year. Going into a tough place and you know pulling out a tough win that, frankly, they probably would have lost last year and and. Oh, they would probably have lost before. pretty bad. Yep, probably yeah. lost that pretty bad. And then not to mention, can't forget about Ryan Dunn as well. Oh, I love watching uh, him play. A, another long defender on mm-hmm. the wing who can uh, who's good at playing uh, that defense as well. But uh, but yeah, man. Um, before we close out here, anything that you wanted to say? Anything you wanted to add uh, before we uh, get out of here? Listen, UVA basketball programs combined haven't lost a game yet. So if you're thinking about getting out and seeing them, definitely do it. We want to see those. You know, I was watching Indiana and North Carolina last night, and there wasn't a seat open in that uh, assembly hall. And sometimes that it's not that way in JPJ, and I would love it if it was. Uh, you know, they packed the house for Duke and all that, but I'd love to see every game packed out. So you get out the JPJ, go see him, go see him play. The girls, go see him play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's. A great night out and uh you know gotta support the who's both teams are brewing something special and uh yeah. i can tell you my man casey uh from locked uh, excuse me from virginia game day is going to be here to, to to support the team in the report and myself at locked on virginia uh is going to be there to report as well and uh like i said uh, i'll be on uh i'll be doing probably a live stream from my seat at uh the JPJ for the Florida State game, so you guys stay tuned for that. And maybe Casey and I can catch up and do a walk around uh, sure. the JPJ as well. Um, you know when we get to the uh, stadium. But uh, but we appreciate you guys for tuning in, and want to thank you for making Locked On Virginia your first listen of the day. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today for the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights 
only at Locked On can provide. All right, my man. Let's get it going, man. And Virginia strong. That's right. UVA strong, guys. UVA strong. Rest in peace, 115 and 41.